You are now listening to A Mom and a Dad. Hey everybody and welcome back to A Mom and Dad Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I am Sin. Thank you for tuning in for our second episode. We finally made it. Yes, number two. What? Took forever to get through number one. It did. We did about four. Yeah, about four different episodes of it. And didn't put them out. Yeah, well that just means we have a big archive. It's not big, it's only four. It's pretty big, though, when you only got two real episodes. Right, I guess so. <laughs> we got more in the archives than we got real episodes. I guess. Cool, cool. How are you feeling today? Well, I was feeling pretty good until we got that phone call. Yeah, that phone call. Yeah. School is getting out early. Man, Why? that is like one of the hardest phone calls to receive, I think. You know, when you have your whole day planned, everything's perfect, and then you get the phone call. Due to inclement weather, we will be having early release today. Please come pick your kids up. Sad. It just goes downhill from there for me. It does. Like, you got to spend more time with them now. Like, what about the <laughs> <laughs> What about the parents, like, who already have a schedule set up to where they have things they have to do for the day, and now I got to come pick up my kids? Uh, keyword, your kids. No. But I get it. If you have a job, it's interfering with it because now you have to take off time from work, and you have to find someone to watch the kids if you have to go back to work. Yeah, man. So I get it. It's a big inconvenience at times. And honestly, from the time I drop them off, at school until it's time to get out normally those are their kids absolutely they're not my kids anymore no only call me if they are hurt or bleeding absolutely or they stop breathing other than that they're your responsibility from eight to two i agree if it's not, not a medical emergency i don't know those kids absolutely i know one thing that i do appreciate with them being in school is they can finally start to make their own friends i know when they were younger especially you you had to join a lot of play groups to try to find friends for the kids and stuff like that and sometimes that doesn't work out too well no that was very hard trying to make friends in a play group because you just don't click with everybody yeah it's like you're trying to join something to help your kids find friends but at the same time you're forced to try to make friends with other parents as well because if your kid's gonna play with them now you gotta know the parent and you gotta ask questions and stuff like that and like you just said sometimes you just don't click with some of these people. You don't. But don't get me wrong. There are some that I have made long-lasting friendships with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. my kids are still friends with their kids. One thing I did notice, like, when you join some of the groups, it seems like there's always a, a group of people who just click together. And now you guys are friends outside of everybody else. That That's usually how it, it is. You join a big play group and then you meet your mom friends and your, your kids start to play. And then you guys branch off and start having your own play dates at your house and their house. And right. That's just how it goes. Before you know it, everybody's hanging out. And now because the moms are friends, now the dad's got to be friends. And now the kids got to be friends. What do you do if the kids stop being friends? Are you still friends with the parents? Yes. What does that have to do with us? Because now the kids are like, I don't want to go over there and hang out. I'm not friends with Susie anymore. Well, that's okay. I can still hang out. Yeah, but you know, as we have gotten closer with a lot of people, what about when you have big events and everybody is there? Now your kid don't want to go because they're not friends with that person anymore or vice versa. What if your kids are best friends with this person's kid and you can't even stand this person or like you can't really be around them like that because y'all just don't click nothing in common. That's a hard one. That's a very hard one. You don't want your kids to not be able to have the friends just because the parent isn't getting along or doesn't like their parent. Right. That's a hard one. It's a real hard one. Sometimes I'm not going to lie. I'll judge a book by its cover. If I see somebody <laughs> and I just look like I can't vibe with them, I'm not even going to approach them. I think 
everybody judges a book by its cover. Only people such as yourself are real enough to admit it. I mean, I do it all the time. You sometimes have to judge a book by its cover, especially when you're dealing with friendships or business, because you can't just be friends with everyone or do business with everyone. And it may be wrong, but sometimes you're like, mm, I don't want to read that book. That cover looks a little dirty. Absolutely. A little <laughs> worn out. I don't know. Right. You don't ever want to go down that road, you know, but I think as a parent, it makes it difficult for us when it comes to trying to find friends for our kids when they're a certain age. And now I'm happy that they're in school, they're meeting their own friends, but you still run into the instance where, oh, this is my best friend from school. We want to play outside of school. And then, okay, now I got to meet your parent. And you see the parent, you're like, man, there's no way we're about to be friends. And I really wish my daughter would hate your daughter because I don't think this is going to work out. That is so wrong. I mean, so many levels. Speaking of that, our oldest came to me yesterday and said that one of her friends is going to have a sleepover for her birthday in the next two weeks. And I said, well, where's the invitation at? Because I've never met this girl. Now, she's talking to her on the phone. They text. And they are in the same classes. But I don't know anything about this right. girl. So I told her, I need the parents' information. I need to see this invitation because she wants to go. Yeah. So that's another thing. Do I let her go? I haven't met the parents yet. It's Woo. in two weeks. I don't know because I don't know how I feel about maybe it's because we have daughters, but letting them stay at somebody else's house. You know, that, that's the first thing. Then on top of that, like you said, we don't know these parents. So for me to let my kid come stay at your house in less than two weeks and I know nothing about you, that's, that's kind of risky for me. It is risky, but I don't know. I hate to say no. I hate Because to she's trying no. to make friends. We just said they're trying to make their own friends. So... Yeah, Here but, we go again. We got to meet the parents. I mean, that's what we have to do as parents because especially nowadays, so many people are crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy people out there. And I would hate to be that parent with that regret. Something go happen or something because I didn't sit down to meet this parent or take the time to try to know them somewhat, you know, before. But letting. you can take the time to meet a parent and get to know them and they still can have that side that you don't know. Oh, that's true. So, I mean, that's true. You'll never know. Regardless. There's married serial killers. So, Absolutely. you know, their wife or husband has no idea of, you know, how crazy. It is. So, yeah, that's true. I think I would just feel better if I had some type of vibe from meeting the parent, you know. Right. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know about it. Why can't that little girl have a sleepover at our house? Well, that maybe way. her parents are saying the same thing too. Like, I'm sure everybody does, yeah. You know, it's just how it is the way of the world. Do you consider us helicopter parents? What in the hell is a helicopter parent? Like we hover over our children. Not hover, but we're strict with what they can and can't do, where they can and can't go. We're always about where they are, what they're doing. Yeah, if that's the case, then, I mean, call me hover because... I'm only a helicopter parent when they leave the house. When they're well, yeah. in the house, eh, well, that's they're different. in the house. I mean, what harm can they do? I'm, except burn the house down, but I mean, they know better. Yeah, when they're in the house, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like you said, it's when they go out the house. I mean, even when they're in the house and they're playing their games like Roblox and stuff like that, I definitely check upon, what are you doing? Who, who are you talking to? You oh, know, yeah, we do that too. Yes, yes, yes. Things of that of nature. But yeah, it's, I think I'm more of a helicopter, as you say, when they go out. Helicopter parent. Oh, call me Mr. Apache. What's that mean? That's a type of helicopter. Oh. Uh, yeah, but I'm definitely out there trying to find out everything, hovering over where are you going, who are you with, who is this weirdo, oh, I'm sorry, that's their dad. You know, I'm doing all that stuff. I need to find out. <laughs> that's their dad. <laughs> I'm trying to find out everything because I, I can't be cool with it, man. You can, you can never be too safe nowadays. You just don't know. Everybody always says nowadays, but it's always been you can never be too safe. It's just yeah, people are just 
doing it in broad daylight and not caring nowadays. I think it was like that back in the day, too. I think you just hear about it now because of social media and we have access to more news. So you see other reports and other stories in other places that you used to didn't the hear about. getting it. snatched up and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, because you had Ted Bundy and all these other massive well, serial killers. Adults. Yeah, but I'm saying they were serial killers back in the day. So it's always been dangerous. Oh, right, right, right. But now, like you said, you just hear about it more. It's scary. It's, it's scary leaving your house not knowing if you're going to come home dead or alive. And not on your own account, but just by anything. It's just scary. Yeah, no, nah, So when the sure. kids do leave the house, yes, I'm worried. Call me, text me. I'm that helicopter mom outside the house. In yeah. the house, I'm not so bad. I think another hard thing of being this parent, besides releasing your kids to weirdos that you don't know, is trying to set good examples for them. Sometimes I find myself in a state of contradiction. I tell the kids one thing, as I turn around, do the complete opposite of what I told them not to do. But what's wrong with that? As long as they don't see you doing the well, opposite of what you just told them, what's the problem? I'm talking about like small things. Well, like, give me an example. Hey, stop talking with food in your mouth. And then you do it. Yeah. And, and I hate when they do it. Like, then it, why do you do it? You don't like when they do it. Why do you do it? You shouldn't ask me questions while I'm eating. Well, what do you mean ask you questions? Sometimes you're the one asking the questions while you're eating. Y'all shouldn't prompt me to ask questions while mm, I'm eating. Good one. I don't know. I mean, I understand it. it. I think I do that with a lot of things. I tell them, hey, don't do this. Don't argue with your sister over stupid things. That, that's dumb. Put that down. And then I'll turn around and ask you, well, why did you do this? Why, right. why? But what's argument. wrong with that? As long as they don't see it. I mean, I still, so if they don't see it, there's not a problem. Okay, well, some things Maybe they do see. Maybe it's just you up because you know you told them one thing, but you're doing another. But, but um, those isn't the, that all parents? Yeah, but that those are the things I'm talking about. The things they do see. The things you do in front of them. You know, whether it, the small Sometimes things. you aren't mindful of the things that you do in front of them that you told them not to do. Because like you said, it could be small things and it's not that serious. So, But do you think that's giving them a, a bad message? Like, okay, mom and dad are saying this, but then they constantly do it. Whether it's something small or a bad habit or anything. Like, damn, you're telling me one thing, but yet you're doing it. So is it really that bad? I don't know. I feel like they shouldn't question us. If I tell you don't do something, don't do it. Don't question me. I agree 100%. And that's the problem. Our kids question us about everything. everything. Especially everything. Kylie. That's our youngest. She has a million and one questions. You tell her no to something. Well, why can't I? But I did say you do it before, right? So is it okay for you and not for me? I mean, can you yes, give me... Yes, because I'm an adult. Yeah, she always asks There's questions. boundaries. So what are the boundaries? I know there's certain things kids can't do. Well, you're way too young. But like, how do you explain the boundaries to the kids to where you don't sound like you're contradicting yourself all the time or a hypocrite? Oh, my God. Our oldest called me a hypocrite. First of all, I was proud that she used the word hypocrite in the correct way. But then I wanted to slap the hell out of her. Who are you calling a hypocrite? Well, did she, it's, you said she used it in the right way. So why are you getting mad at her? Because I'm a parent and I have certain privileges to where I can do things that you can't do without an explanation. They say the truth hurts. Well, it definitely hurt that day. Calling me <laughs> she called you a hypocrite? <laughs> I, don't, I don't appreciate that. Don't use big words on me. Hey, she's learning. But yeah, so do you think that's sending a bad vibe to them though? Like, or a bad message when you try to contradict what you're telling them? Are you no, confusing them? I don't think it's confusing them because like I said before, you're the adult. So I feel like you have the authority and the power and you can do what you want. You have to explain to them just what I said. I'm the adult. You're the child. When you become a certain age, you can do these certain things. But these certain things are only for adults to do. Okay. And I agree when it comes to bigger things. But I'm talking about the small thing. What's a small thing? I mean, Like I said, the food, the food in your mouth, eating. the arguing. Well, then you just need to stop eat, uh, talking with food in your mouth. Oh, so you want me so to be responsible. So you need to follow through on what you say. You want me to Look, be responsible. Look, I'm not throwing myself under the bus, so. No, you throw me under the bus enough, but. You already brought up that example of you eating with food in your mouth. Well, I'm just well, saying. talking with food in your mouth. I, 
I guess I am a Pick big and choose your battles. Pick and choose your battles. I need help. Don't we all? Yeah. Uh, one thing that I definitely need help with is communication. Yeah, me too. I think we all can use some help in the communication department, whether it's with our spouse or our children. I think the problem is I communicate a lot, but it's inside my head, so nobody else hears it. And I have full-length conversations. Me and, too. And the problems are resolved up here. <laughs> then I get into reality and people are still mad and upset. And I'm like, oh, we didn't resolve this, did we? I did with me. Yeah. So I have to work on trying to communicate with others as well, especially with the kids, because I feel we tell them a lot of things. We show them a lot of things. We also need to give them the guidance, communicate with them and also be a good listener. That's part of communicating. Yeah. Listening is a big part of communication. And I feel like our kids don't have that type of skill. They have selective hearing. So they hear what they want when they want. I think all kids, all three of your kids do. Yeah, I do. Oh, including you. Yeah. I said, wait a minute. I only have two kids. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely the third kid. I have mm, You are my third child. Well, that's what you've been saying since we've been together. Yeah, it's true. Hey, remember that one time that lady thought I was your son? That's not funny. That was hilarious. That's not funny at all. Because I don't even look old enough to have a son your age. No, absolutely you don't. But the fact that she that thought hurt I my feelings. so young, it just warmed my heart. And I love that lady for life. See, and that's when you could go in on old people, but I won't. What did she do wrong? She said, you actually, you were my son. Right. Like, first of all, I'm smaller than you. So how would I spit your big ass out? I don't know. You could have married a tall guy. No. See, it's all about communication. Okay. She communicated what she thought was the truth, and now you're offended. And by I was going to communicate communic- my foot in her ass, but I didn't because <laughs> she was old. I have to respect my elders. Now, I think communication, though, is probably the biggest problem in most relationships absolutely and i think it's a problem because most people don't know how to communicate or we go about it the wrong way that's true indeed people think communication is them talking and that's not always the case you have to listen you have to hear the other person's side but i think a lot of people are biased because they feel whatever they're about to say is right right. and what you're going to say is going to be wrong no matter what Right. So when you go into the conversation with that mentality already, then it's not going to be progressive. It's not going to have any good results because you're already putting bad vibes out there. But it's always like that. You know, you have your opinion of things and then another person has their opinion. So you feel you're right. They feel they're right. But I think it's about being receptive to the other person and what they're saying. If you're open and you're willing to hear what the other person is talking about, then I think the communication can work a lot better. But when you go in there like, yo, well, no matter what they say, I'm going to be right. But that's what I say. You could be open and accepting, but you're still going to have your opinion. And if you feel you're right, you're right. You still communicate it. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I think going in there with the open mind is the, the whole trick. A lot of people don't do the open-minded thing. You know, Even if you are feeling like you're right or you're feeling like you may be wrong, it's trying to understand where the other person is coming from. Sometimes I don't do that. You know, like when we have an argument or even talking to the kids... Like, I think I automatically shut the kids down. Oh, you're younger than me. There's no way you know as much as I do or you can't be right about certain things. When, in fact, they can give us some oh, absolutely. good advice. And kids I'm are wise beyond that. their years nowadays. They say it how they see it. Right. And I Which think, is, I think, a good thing. Oh, absolutely. Because sometimes I think kids say what we think and we want to say, but we don't. And they say it. Especially yeah. that Kylie. Let me tell you. Man, she, she will say will stuff about people. And she talk will about people. Talk about the way you look. And she's not doing it to be spiteful. She's just voicing her opinion. But I tell her there's a time and a place for everything. But see, do you think that's the right thing to do? I agree that there is a time and a place. But do you think we feel that way because that's what society taught us? I no, would've... but you don't want her in public and you see somebody doing something or I don't know. You just don't want them to hurt someone else's feelings. Yeah, I definitely don't want them to and hurt And sometimes the things she say... 
will hurt your feelings because yeah. she's hurt mine some with some of the stuff. Oh, but she's, she's honest, and I can't even be mad because I'm like, she's being very honest. But I'm like, it's a time and a place, honey. She told me she didn't want me coming back up to her school because I'm bald headed. <laughs> she said like, you don't have hair. Talking about people hurting your feelings. Like she said, yeah, you can't come up here. You're bald. And, you know, I don't want my friends to see that. Well, I can't help what God did to me. He took my hair away. Well, that's with both of us. She doesn't want either of us coming up. But I, I don't appreciate know why. her being willing to express that, it's, though, because, you Instead know, of keeping it in bottled up, because that's another thing. When kids don't communicate and get things out, they keep it in. And that's when depression kicks in, suicide, because they feel they don't true. have anyone to talk to. Or if they do talk to someone, it's not what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. So then that's when they turn and start getting those thoughts. And right. it just goes downhill from there. Well, I appreciate her being real seeing the way that she feels about certain things also because that way you know every time you're talking to her you're getting exactly how she truly feels and right. that way communication is a lot easier you know when you're telling me what's really on your heart and i can tell you what's on mine and we're both trying to be open to what the other person is saying i mean even though she's seven there's not too much we can really you know right. discuss <laughs> besides me punishing her and her getting mad at it but you know other than that but i still appreciate the openness that she's willing to tell you what's really on her mind and like you said sometimes it's what we're thinking we're not willing to say it she says it we start laughing oh my god don't say that and we tell her to be but in quiet. reality we're like yes she it said again. it that's exactly what i wanted to right. say now go say it to her too yes yeah i agree with you on that but our oldest is the complete opposite. We have to like pry things out of her. And yes. it's just the worst. Cause it's like, just talk to us. We're your parents. I feel like you got to force her to talk sometimes. And if I got to force you to talk, you're not going to really tell me what's on your exactly. heart. Exactly. You're going to give me bits and pieces. Right. But you know, it's. But she is in that teenage, preteen stage where, you know, she's come, becoming into her own. Ugh, and, don't remind me. Oh, let me tell you. The attitude. attitude, the hormones, all of it. Yeah. I'm not ready. So when they get to that age or any age, how do you try to discipline them? Like when you know they're going through something, At we're adults now. We went through it already. You know, you go through puberty. You go through the change where your hormones and your attitude start spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. We know what's going on. But how do we handle it as parents? Do you discipline them? Do you punish them? When you say discipline, I mean, for something like that, when we know what she's going through with the preteen things, this is the time where we need to sit down and talk to her because her emotions are running high. So she's probably confused right now. So we need to sit down and talk to her and let her know it's okay to feel this way. You're going to be up and down. It's okay. It's just a normal thing that kids go through. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. She probably won't really understand it all the way. There's nothing that you really can do besides talk. What else is there to do? We have to talk to them so that she can know what's going on with herself. Sometimes that's the hardest part for me. It's hard to make me mad, but when I'm mad, I go from zero to 100 very fast. You do. And I sit there and I try to talk to her. But it takes a lot to get you mad. Yeah, for sure. And I'm trying to use all my patience. It's and building try- up. And I'm asking, asking, asking. And she's either dodging the question or giving me every answer but the one I'm looking for. Maybe she just doesn't know how to answer you. That's that could said, be, we have which to brings it back to, to her. her being an introvert. Maybe she don't know how to communicate and express herself. You know, or just tell you what's really on her heart. But me being the person I am who can't stop talking, who has a lot to say and wants to know what's on your mind, it makes me so freaking mad that she's not willing to open up. So I eventually end up getting mad and now I don't want to talk to her. And she now don't you're mad, talk. she's mad and it's just the animosity in the house. Yeah. But you can't get mad at her because she's still learning. She's a child. So with her going through these changes and these phases and we know what she's going through, how do we help her a get through what she's going to and when she does show the defiance and the attitude how do we be discipline her i don't know i need some suggestions 
people out there, if you know what we can do, right. if you have preteens, please give us some type of guidance on it. This is hard. We're learning with her, so I couldn't tell you what to do. We're learning the process with her. This is our oldest, so we're going through it with her. Do you feel the second kid has it a lot easier than the first kid? Depending. Because you have to, like you just said, we're learning with her, so we go through certain phases and we have to learn as we go along. Second kid, you should be kind of used to what to expect. Oh, yes, definitely. I feel like your first kid gives you that trial run. Yeah. And after you have another one or multiples after that, you should be pretty good. I mean, you're still going to have your ups and downs and the right. stuff you're going to go through. But I feel like your first child, yes, it's it teaches you a lot. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's a lot easier the second time around. Yeah, it is. So hopefully by the time we're done with this whole preteen phase, I don't know how to handle it with Kylie when she comes around, you know, with these attitudes. Cause I can but maybe it won't be the same. We can't say true. that because all kids are different. So That's maybe true. Kylie won't have that. So I'm not saying KK has a horrible attitude. She does not. No. She's just snippy at times. But what kid isn't? And it blows our mind because she used to be so... She's still laid back, but she was always our quiet child. She never, ever talked back. Yeah. And it's like ever since she hit them double digits, woo! Yeah, absolutely. And I'm very sarcastic myself, so I can't absolutely. have you say something to me without me saying something back to you, and that causes more problems. Yeah, you and her go tit for tat with that. So speaking about discipline, when a child brings home a bad grade, how do you go about that? And it's not just one bad grade. It's been consistent. But see, that, and that's the struggle that we're having right now with uh, KK because she normally makes A's or B's. You know, recently she's been making straight A's. This is our oldest. But then... About. Every now and then she'll bring home a test score where she made an F on the test. And I know she doesn't put her all into her work. So when I see stuff like that, I get upset. I don't know how to discipline her because I want to take everything from her. I want to take all your electronics, all your fun. Now you got to sit in the room. But then the way they mope and pout and whine, it just makes, all right, whatever. Get back on your tablet. Just go do whatever. Just shut up. Right. Well, I don't agree with you on that part. I don't want to punish her. And make her feel worse than what she already is because she already knows she failed this test. So us going above and beyond and trying to punish her or take stuff away from her, it's not going to help. I just feel like it's going to make the situation harder. I just think that we need to get her some help. She's not good in math. And we're talking about math class because she's good in every other subject. But KK and math just don't go together. But see, the problem is she doesn't think she needs any help. She doesn't think it, but she does, and she's in tutoring now. Yeah, and she gets frustrated by it, so she causes more problems. Because she doesn't like the attitude. subject. And when you don't like something, you don't put your all into it. KK hates math. But see, that's what I'm getting at. Like, I can't sit here and how you just say we shouldn't be mad with her. It's going to make the situation worse. I didn't yes. say not mad. We well, should you wanna... know that she felt the test and everything. But if we know in our mind that she's not putting her all into it because she hates math, whatever the case may be, if we know she's not giving her all then yes, I'm going to be pissed off at you for not giving your all. Yes, you brought home a bad grade. Yes, you feel bad about it, but it's because you didn't do your best. You didn't okay, try. Okay, we're putting the blame on her, but what about us? We have to take responsibility. How many times have we sat down and went over work with her? None for what? me. I'm talking about going over work and helping her. Not with homework, but with extra work so that she can go over there and get the stuff and understand it. You she did it during the summer. Yeah, I'm but say you printed off work. She's all the time. But how often do we do that? So we can't just blame her. We're her parents. We have to guide her. But see, the thing that makes me upset with, and I don't know if other parents go through this, she'll come home, she'll say, yeah, I made a bad grade or whatever. She does feel bad about it. But she complains about going to tutoring. I don't need tutoring. She complains about extra help. I don't need the extra help. And then when she's in class, she doesn't ask the teacher the questions. At least she says she doesn't. But right. then she comes home and she asks us the questions. We don't mind helping her. You're our daughter. We're going to want the best for you. But we don't know what you're doing in school, so how are we going to help We don't you? know the way they're teaching you it either. Right, because they're not so teaching different. them the way that we were taught things. It's so So different. it's so hard. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to be there to try to help her, but I guess it goes with anybody in life. You, can't, you can only help the people who want to be helped. That's true. Maybe we just have to find a different way for her to learn. Yeah. 
I don't know. She is a visual learner, so she has to see it to learn it. That's me. Yeah, true. It's just another struggle of being a parent, you know? Parenting Trying to find is hard, ways. man. You want to give your kids the best and make sure they do all they can to succeed without killing yourself in the process because sometimes it can drive you insane. It can. Kids are hard. I don't know if anybody can hear it, but they are doing yard work outside and it is extremely loud. So if you hear that... No, it's not my stomach. I'm not that hungry. It is the lawnmower. And what are they outside doing lawn for? It's about to snow today. There's nothing to cut. It's crazy. I hate our neighbors. Yo, they do the most yard work for no reason. They're just old and bored. They spend hours outside, and then when they go inside, I ask myself, what the hell did you just do? Because everything still looks the same. All the time. Crazy. They're just bored. Well, now that this guy has kind of interrupted the show with the whole doing the yard thing, I guess we can go ahead and just try to wrap things up. You got anything that you want to say before we get out of here? I got a little corny joke. What you got? I don't know if it's funny, funny, but... Let me know. What do you call a kid who does something the first time he or she is asked? A kid that does something the first time they're asked? I have no idea. Me either, because that shit does not exist. <laughs> there is no kid in this damn world besides a toddler, and they're probably getting bribed that right. would do something the first time they're asked. Yeah, kids. If they do, let me know. Right, please send them over here to rub off on our kids a little it's bit. It's definitely not going down in this household. Nah. And then when you ask them, well, why didn't you do it the first time? They be like, I don't know. What mm-hmm. you mean you don't know? Right, that's the answer for everything. I don't know or I forgot. I mean, that's my favorite excuse too. I forgot. It is. You I always have, forget. I got bad memory. I'm old. No, you're not old. You just forget. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you wanted to say something else. Then. I did, but I said, mm-mm, listen here, Linda. You Don't silly. say it. You're silly. Well, I got my little crazy what the fuck type story. What is it? So there's this YouTuber, superstar model or something like that or whatever. Uh-huh. She went out there and she told her friends, hey, I'm in Bali. I'm out here living my best life out on vacation, taking pictures, posting them on social media, getting thousands of likes on it. Just to come find out this simple ass woman is in Ikea taking pictures with their furniture, telling people <laughs> she's in Bali. That's funny. <laughs> that is crazy. But hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Why, why can't she do it? People do crazy stuff every day. Yeah, people do if crazy stuff. She want to sit in the store and pose in front of the mirrors or sit on the bed and take pictures and say she's in Bali. Let it be. That's telling me two things, though. I've seen people standing outside and they're looking up at the sun and they have a toilet seat around their head and it's like they're on an airplane and then they show the whole body. I'm done. I, right. I have seen something like that. You yeah. show me that picture. Yeah, so people yes. doing it. has got millions of likes, let it's, me tell you. It's crazy, It's though. like the more stupid shit you do, the more likes and reviews you'll get. For sure. I For sure. Know. This world is crazy now. So that's showing me that there's a lot of people that can be easily deceived in the world by her taking pictures in Ikea and saying that she's in but Bali. But who cares? But that's also saying that Ikea got some really nice-ass furniture. They do. I just hate you have to put it together yourself. That's very difficult. Like, why? I struggle with buying stuff from Walmart trying to put it together. Like, those instructions do not help. Mm-mm, like I always say, they got people for that. Yeah, and unfortunately, I'm your people when it comes to putting stuff together. <sighs> we need other people for that because you like to put stuff together wrong. I don't know why every time I put something together, they have extra pieces. Right, because you put it together wrong. Exactly. I think they just send extra pieces just in case. Some do, but with you, no, you're just putting it together wrong. You shouldn't have extra pieces. Yeah, you shouldn't have 14 extra screws. I'm sure they send like one or two, but definitely not 14. If you have 14 extra screws, there's a problem. Just be careful when you lay on the bed tonight. Anyways, with that being said, guys, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks so much for tuning in. And we will check you guys later.
See you later. Peace. Alligator.